Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 19 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. On today's show, tomorrow's meeting in the Kansas City area of the Kansas Patient-Centered Medical Home Initiative Summit. Wow, that's a big that's a big meeting. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the American Academy of Family Physicians winning a nonprofit communications award all done through Facebook. Very exciting. This happened in the past couple of days. And also my post this week about medical student online reputation. Talk about a call-in show where an attending physician talked about his pictures as a medical student or as a college student in Playgirl. Very interesting stuff. You may want to tune in for that. Coming up on the uh, episode 19 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen, the president of the American Academy of Family Physicians, this is Dr. Glenn Stream. Um, this year, one of my commitments and, and a great interest is to be more engaged with you as leaders, chapter leaders, uh, and, and our frontline membership. Uh, on, on Monday, a Twitter handle, I'm privileged to be the first one to hold, uh, at AFP Prez, P-R-E-Z. I already have 29 followers. I feel so proud. Um, I have a long, long way to go to catch up to uh, our current student board member, Kevin Bernstein, who has a little over 1,000. Um, and our, uh, our king of family medicine, social media, uh, Mike Sevilla, who has uh, nearly 7,000 uh, members. social media. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. I'm your host, the friendly family physician. My name is Mike Sevilla, family physician and social media enthusiast. What is this show about? Well, I get that question a lot. (laughs) I tell people this is social media through the eyes of a family physician. I invite you to check out the website at Family Medicine Rocks. Dot com. Also, uh, join me on Twitter and Facebook. Shout out to all 7,100 people who are following me on Twitter. I don't know why. Very much appreciate it. Eclipsing the, well, not really eclipsing, getting to the 7,100 follower level. Thank you so much for that. Also, all 246 people who like the show on the Facebook fan page. Thank you for that. Today is Thursday. September 29, 2011. It is 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's right, 10 a.m. 
And uh, temperature here at uh, Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters is 56 degrees Fahrenheit. So uh, how's your week going uh, here uh, this week? You know, I am just ready to get out of here, <laughs> get out of this town. It's been a tough, tough work week. Was on call a couple of nights ago. Was on call last night. I'm not working a lot of sleep. I don't have my filter on, so you don't know what the heck I'm going to be saying during this show. So you have to continue to listen. <laughs> but I'll be flying out to the great city of Kansas City later this afternoon. Why? I will tell you in just a little bit. And as I revealed on last show, show number 18, the new mission. For this show, the big, big, hairy, audacious goal, as they say in the leadership and business literature, is this. Is for this show, this teeny-weeny, little itty-bitty show to be broadcast live from the 2012 American Academy of Family Physicians meeting in Philadelphia in October 2012. I know it's a crazy, nutty dream, but I... We'll keep that in my head to try to get this show to deserve to be there. <laughs> it's a constant struggle for me. <laughs> uh, and also a another, again, a plea, a plea from me to you to help me out. I was involved with a uh, continuing medical education program, a CME, Trying to answer this question, can social media help patients take their medicines on a regular basis like they should? I know. Don't send me a comment. Don't send me a, a Twitter. Go to this website, cmecorner.com slash A-D-H-E. People can get CME credits there if that's valuable to you. You get to see me, which may be a downfall, but please go over there. We're trying to drive traffic over there. We're trying to let the CME people know that social media and family medicine is a valuable thing in continuing medical education. So please go over there. Get us some traffic over there, cmecorner.com slash A-D-H-E. So we'll get into the course of the show, but first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for Having me as a featured host, also featuring me on the front page right now of Blog Talk Radio as we are live. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005, including over 200 of these Blog Talk Radio shows. This should be around show number 219. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I am a family physician here in full-time private practice. Meaning I see patients in my office and in the hospital five days a week, sometimes weekends. The grassroots here of family medicine here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. So I think we're ready. I think we're ready to get started here. We're going to be talking about uh, tomorrow's patient-centered medical home initiative meeting in the Kansas City area. Also, the AFP won an award. What is that about? I'll be talking about that. And also my blog post this week, talking about online reputation. I talk about a, uh, a call-in show, one of my favorite tech shows, where a, an attending physician called in and said, hey, I'm a real doctor. I'm an attending physician. But back in the day, I had some pictures taken by Playgirl, and they're on the Internet. How can I 
get that out of here. Why is that important? So, hmm. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution. <laughs> Just Google FM Revolution for more information. Also a member of the ProMed Network of Podcasts. You can get there by going to ProMedNetwork.com, and we'll be right back. That's right, Family Medicine's leading voice in social media in my own mind. I am Mike Savilla, and this is the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution, Google FM Revolution, for more details. So our first topic here is uh, the uh, Patient Center Medical Home Summit. going to be in the Kansas City area beginning tomorrow, September 30th, and also October one. 2011 it will be held at the University of Kansas Edward campus. You can go to kansaspcmh.org for more information. This is a one-and-a-half-day event designed to improve health outcomes in Kansas by engaging healthcare providers and healthcare consumers in a higher level of healthcare dialogue. If you're not familiar with uh, the patient-centered medical home, you know, it's not a new concept. It's a concept that has been out there for a long time. I admit that I don't know that much about it. I've been to a lot of lectures. I've talked to a lot of people about it. But I haven't really been in it. I haven't really been, hey, you know, we really need to do this in our practice. You know, why? Well, because, you know, it's I'm like a lot of other family doctors out there. We're just trying to survive. We're just trying to keep our doors open. We're just trying to keep up with all the changes when it comes to insurance and Medicare and regulations and this and that. It's tough out there these days. But, hey, don't cry for me, Argentina. You know, hey, you know, it's – I don't even know where that reference came from. But, hey, I, uh, I there is a better way to deliver health care in this country. I believe that family medicine – does have that solution, and this patient-centered medical home concept, I think, is the way to do it. A lot of it is working in teams. A lot of it is working with other medical professionals, but of course, it's working with patients, trying to deliver health care in a more efficient fashion, because everybody knows that we have a broken health care system here in the United States, and trying to do things differently, trying to make our healthcare system more efficient, but still trying to advocate for different things, different changes, you know, like different payment schemes, different ways to try to deliver this healthcare, rewarding people who give better healthcare. Because, you know, if you don't know out there, 
you know, the way that we usually make money, <laughs> well, not really make money, but get reimbursed or paid is treating sick people. So there really isn't that much of an incentive for wellness at this point, at least in the past how many decades. But looking through the schedule, and I talked a little bit on the uh, previous show here, it looks very interesting here. I mean, you know, a lot of this is obviously, you know, centered towards the state of Kansas, you know, and and, uh, um, as opposed, you know, as far as, you know, updates from the state level, what's going on at the state level. There's a lot of conceptual things they're going to be talking about. Our friends from TransferMed um, are going to be uh, talking about things, understanding engagement in a new world. Provider-patient online communication. Silence is no longer an option. An engagement of convenience. One, healthcare professionals' passionate marriage of healthcare and social media. April Foreman, Ph.D. Looking forward to talking to her, maybe interviewing her for this show. Developing scripts for healthier patient-slash-provider communication. So I'm very excited to be flying out there this afternoon and going to this conference. I want to thank thank the people out there for inviting me to come and hang out. I'm not even presenting. I'm just going to hang out, trying to learn a little bit more, trying to help spread the word through social media about what is going on in Kansas, what is going on in the family medicine community when it comes to delivering better health care to our citizens. I invite you to join us on Twitter. The hashtag is PCMH. Thank you for making that a very simple hashtag. <laughs> but I invite you to join us tomorrow and Saturday, October 1st, on Twitter. In reading some of the information, it's going to be a big Twitter wall, I believe. And uh, hopefully I can get some pictures of that to try to capture some of the discussion. Uh, that is going on. And uh, for those of you stalkers, I mean uh, fans <laughs> in the Kansas City area, there's going to be a big uh, tweet up tonight at uh, Barley's Brewhaws on West 119th Street in Overland Park, Kansas. And uh, if my flight is on time, maybe I will go straight from the airport to Barley's Brewhaws in Overland Park, Kansas, to uh, meet some people. So uh, so if you're going to be out there tonight, uh, you will have the advantage because you know what I look like, but I don't know what anybody else looks like. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun on a lot of different levels. It's going to be great for me just to kind of meet some new people out in that area. It's going to be uh, great for me to really try to dive into this patient-centered medical home concept you know, I just learned just a little bit from the from the outside, from the periphery. I haven't had a chance to really dive into some of these concepts to kind of see, you know, how it really works. Um, I know there's a lot of uh, demonstration projects and pilot projects that are going on uh, locally and nationally. And uh, hopefully, as I learn about it, I will be able to help all of you understand that as well. 
So we'll take a little bit of a break here, and uh, topic two will be uh, the American Academy of Family Physicians wins an award. It just happened this week, um, and I will tell you how Facebook is involved with that as well. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast right here on Blog Talk Radio on a Thursday morning. We'll be right back. Podcast in the uh, top 10 of the popular podcasts right here on Block Talk Radio in the health category. Check it out. So uh, earlier this week, uh, there was kind of a, a contest on Facebook uh, from the uh, nonprofit Connect organization. Uh, and it says here from their website, with uh, nearly 5 million pages, page views and 170,000 unique visitors a year, Nonprofit Connect is uh, at uh, npconnect.org is one of the most highly trafficked nonprofit websites in greater Kansas City. And there was a call that was made out from the staff at the American Academy of Family Physicians and said, hey, can you help us win this award, the People's Choice Award, and uh, they call it the Philly Award um, for a Nonprofit Connect. And... Uh, um, the uh, nonprofit Connect uh, does have a, a Facebook page, and uh, they have, I don't know, 15 or 20 different organizations there um, listed. And the People's Choice Award is just that. People go and uh, go to their logo or go to their picture and give them a big thumbs up and a like. Uh, and uh, the, the call went out on Facebook and on Twitter and on email saying, hey, please help us win this People's Choice Award, and it was very exciting a couple of days ago, uh, trying to track that through the day, through the night, uh, and uh, it was pretty exciting. It was pretty exciting, uh, even coming up to the last 30 minutes of voting, uh, and uh, it really came down to all of you out there in the Family Medicine Revolution Nation, Family, Revo family Medicine Revolutionaries, <laughs> as my good friend Jay Lee has said in the past. You have helped come through for the organization, and uh, the organization not only won the People's Choice Award, but they also won the Gold Award for Member Appeal. This was for their uh, membership campaign called Stand. Stand together. You are a family physician. You belong here. Very inspiring. I like that. Uh, and uh, so that award ceremony will take place uh, next month. And uh, I saw a lot of things, a lot of comments on Facebook during that time and saying, hey, social media has reached its tipping point in family medicine and the American Academy of Family Physicians. This winning of this award is another of the illustrations um, of that. 
So, uh, so congratulations there, AAFP, and uh, thank you to everybody in the uh, family medicine revolution to make that happen. Also, there was a uh, kind of a blog post by my good friend uh, Kim Yu, who has been on this show before, and she wrote something on her Facebook page entitled The Power of One Vote. Congratulations to the AAFP Membership Appeal. I'm going to read her blog post here. So after a busy morning at the clinic and the afternoon spent getting paperwork filled, I've been contemplating about last night. I'm very thankful for all of you who voted for the AAFP photo, Kim says. I must say that the kudos go to Callie Castro and the AAFP staff for developing a great flyer, and I am so pleased to see AAFP get the recognition it deserves. It may seem so very crazy to get excited and stay up way past my bedtime post way too many times on this award, but you see it's all about, quote, collective ownership in some way. Now, I don't know. Uh, now, I know I don't own the AFP, but being a member to me is more than just being a dues-paying member. It's the power of the collective we and being part of the Academy family, the shared vision and passion of seeing things the same way uh, like-minded people and also compassionate souls who pour out their lives daily for others. And she ends by saying, it's a calling. We are all family physicians, and we will stand strong. So thank you, Kim, for writing that. So, yeah, it's uh, the past few months I've talked about family medicine and social media over the uh, past few months on my blog and on this show. I'm really, really, really feeling that, uh, feeling the love, um, and uh, I'm very excited that uh, this this example of uh, winning this award, social media award, um, is another example of uh, how the uh, American Academy of Family Physicians and also family medicine are embracing social media. So I'll take another break here, and uh, topic three will be uh, medical student online reputation, my blog post from this week. Uh, I invite you to read that and uh, check it out. But I will be talking about that post coming up right after this break. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast right live here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Uh, that's right, social media through the eyes of a family physician. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. My name is Mike Savilla. Uh, so interesting blog post here this week. And um, last weekend I was listening to one of my favorite uh, technology podcasts called The Tech Guy with tech journalist Leo Laporte. And he has a call-in show over the weekend. 
And uh, one of the calls was from an attending physician. And he said, hey, you know, when I was uh, either an undergrad or a med student, I uh, had some pictures taken by Playgirl that are now on the Internet. I want them taken down. And how do I do that? And uh, you can go to the full conversation, you know, that on my blog there. I, I will play you a little bit of a snippet of what I think is more important. And uh, it is what I've talked about in my talks and lectures before is your online reputation. It is your online footprint or your social media footprint as it has been described in the past. That is very important for you to craft. That is very important for you to be in control of. I'm going to play this clip, but one of the things that Leo says here is that staying off the Internet does not protect you. If you have no Internet presence at all, then anyone can control your Internet presence. So this clip here uh, from the Tech Guy show is about five minutes, a little bit long, but I think it's very important. Here we go. Whoops, I messed up there. (laughs) Uh, Let me uh, try to find this here again. My switchboard just kind of went kablooey on me. So uh, I will continue to try to work on this deal here. But, you know, your online reputation here, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, a lot of people have told me, you know, Mike, you know, the Internet is, it's a fad. It's going away. It's not anything important. It's not anything that I really need to worry about. And, uh, you know, obviously I disagree with that. And uh, as soon as I can get this clip going here, it's going to be a lot more helpful for you uh, when I can do this because uh, (laughs) – oh, man. All these technical difficulties are just really, really, really frustrating me here. So let's uh, let's see if I can uh, I can get this going here. But it's just <clears throat> you know what what the caller you know talks about is in one of the things that that uh, that he talks about is that you know he he knew somebody um, from his medical school class and uh, they were you know denied you know a residency because of you know, not necessarily naked pictures, but it was pictures of of the person uh, drinking, and um, you know that's uh, that's not good either. Um, and yeah, you know, and I tell you know high school students out there, and, and I tell people that you know especially high school students and college students, or even going down to grade school students, is that uh, you know you have to <clears throat> watch what you put out there as far as your uh, uh, your online presence, your online photos um, out there, uh, because you never know what uh, people are going to see. And, uh, you know, when people are looking for a, uh, a residency, when people are looking for a, uh, a real job, you know, one of the uh, things that they do first is that they, uh, they Google you and they search for you on Facebook. And uh, if people, you know, don't like what they see, uh, you may not get that interview. You may not get, um, you know, that dream that you were looking for. 
uh, because um, of what they find online. And uh, it can be a very, uh, very scary thing that is going on out there. So so it's definitely something to, to keep in mind. It's definitely something to, um, you know, think about, you know, as you're on, you know, a lot of these um, social media uh, platforms. Um, I'm still having a lot of, <laughs> still having a lot of, uh, difficulty with this. Uh, here we go. Let me uh, try this button. I'll give it a shot, Leo. Thank you. Good luck, Tristan. I hope I hope you uh, succeed because, you know, that, I don't I don't blame you for wanting those taken down. Although I got to tell you, it's probably not that bad for business. <laughs> really? Yeah. In this day and age, do you think anybody, especially a guy, do you think anybody minds? No. I, I, I they're very flattering photos, but I just you know as a physician you have to have a proper professional yeah. forum sort of yeah, thing. I understand. And this is, the, I'll be honest, I'm glad you called because this illustrates an issue, and there are a lot of people listening right now who are posting pictures of themselves on Facebook and other places that 10 years from now, they may not, you know, they may be a judge. And, yeah. they, and, they, and they think, maybe this isn't so good as a judge to have pictures of me with a bong uh, posted. You know, I mean, there's worse things than you and all your naked glory. <laughs> I mean that's, that, that's not that's you know that's not so bad especially if they look good. Uh, you know uh, uh, one of my um, student, one of my fellow colleagues in medical school was denied a residency position because they just looked up him on <sighs> had some pictures of him um, drinking. Oh, know. isn't that terrible? Yeah, Leo so Laporte, the tech guy. Yeah, Leo Laporte, the tech guy. I was so glad uh, that uh, last caller called. Uh, just as a recap, he's a physician now, but when he was younger, he posed for pictures for Playgirl magazine. Very, you know, I mean, that was a respectable, ma relatively respectable magazine uh, that featured a male nudity. And uh, But now that he's a doctor, he wishes he hadn't. And and the problem is, of course, when he did it, nobody, well, who would have seen it? You know, if you didn't see the magazine when it came out, it would be lost in obscurity. You might find it in an antique store. And say, well, that really looks like my doctor, but that can't be. And and how many people? I mean, the chances of that are m minimal. But welcome to the Internet. Now anything you ever did can be published to the Internet right next to your name, searchable by Google, and you, and it's it. Your anonymity's blown, and so it's really important, really important to keep that in mind going forward. Times have changed. You know, a politician who could deny he'd ever used marijuana in years gone by will have a hard time denying that if it's on his Facebook page today, as he's, he's a teenager today. You know, it's, it's, I know your Facebook page is private, but uh, well, don't count on it. There's nothing to stop somebody who is your Facebook friend from saving that picture and posting it publicly later, for instance. And I tell this, I, boy, I say this all the time to kids. There's, there's two important lessons. First, never post anything on the Internet that you wouldn't want family, friends, teachers, and future employers to see. Period. Just don't post it. Um, and, you know, probably wouldn't be a good idea to pose naked for pictures in general. <laughs> in general, that'd be a bad idea. Because you, you might want that judgeship in 20 years. But the second thing that's even maybe a little m more difficult to, to understand or know about and to do is... You, in a way, are crafting your reputation by your presence online even today. You can't ignore it. 
You know, I hear from people all the time. We heard from somebody last week, remember, an elderly woman in a nursing home. One of her friends in the nursing home who uh, was suffering from senile dementia was saying terrible things about her online. Uh, because this woman had no Internet presence at all, if you searched for her name, the only thing you'd find would be these defamatory statements. So if you have no Internet presence at all, then anybody can make your, can control your Internet presence. Because I have a very large, diverse Internet presence, you could say anything you want about Leo Laporte. It's not going to show up number one on Google. Because I have lots of other stuff that, that's always going to show up higher. So it it's just something to think about today. It, staying off the Internet does not protect you. The best thing to do, and you, you can start this as a teenager, is start cultivating your Internet appearance. And I don't mean phony. I don't mean, you know, it's like just combing your hair. You know, it's, it's uh, considering that everything you post online will live forever. And the more good stuff that you post, the stuff that's truly representative of who you are that you post, the more likely there, that is that that's what will show up and people look for your name. Here's the promise. As you go through life, people will look for you on the Internet. So Google yourself and see what you find, and that's what they're going to find. So I, you may not like this, but the fact is, if you don't control what shows up, somebody else can. So start putting stuff on the Internet. Seriously, create a blog, post your pictures. Even if you're a student and you're proud of a paper, you got an A on a paper, put the paper online. Participate in, uh, in, in websites. Have a presence. A lot of parents keep their kids off the Internet, thinking that's going to protect them. I don't know. I'm not sure that's, a, that's the way to do it. As you get older, as you become a teenager and later in life, it's a very good idea to control your, your appearance on the Internet. Search for yourself. Find out what's there. Now it's up to you to make that be the good stuff, the stuff that represents you well. Uh, Dakota's on the line from Los Angeles. Hi, Dakota. Leo Laporte. So, um, so those points, you know, are very, very important. I mean, if, you know, staying off the Internet is not – probably the worst thing that you can do because if people start posting bad stuff about you on Twitter or Facebook or blogs, especially if you are a physician, and like you said, people are going to find you on the Internet. What are they going to find about you? They're probably not going to find you know, your award for Family Physician of the Year. Usually when I tell doctors about that, they said, hey, you know, I, I don't really care about it. But when you do search their name, it is a physician rating site. And for the most part, those are negative because people usually <laughs> complain, but they don't praise as much on rating sites. And you've seen that probably on eBay or Amazon or other types of places where they rate things. So especially if you're a physician, get out there. It doesn't take much. When I talk in my, my talks and presentations and lectures, you go to LinkedIn.com. That's a professional type of website where you can put your own information in there. You can put your own little resume in there as far as where you trained, what hospitals you go to, what your office address and phone number are. So when your patients present and future search for you, then uh, they will get the right and correct information. Now, if you are 
a grade school student or high school student or college student or a med student, be very, very cautious of what you put out there. I've talked to a lot of students, you know, who ended up changing their name on Facebook to some kind of obscure name or some kind of cartoon character so they cannot be searchable. That's one way to do it, I guess. But just be very careful of what you put there because you never know who's going to see it. You never know when it's going to be uh, an impact to something important. And that's something I will always talk about on this show because, uh, especially physicians, they're kind of slow on the draw there when it comes to some of this stuff. So I hope to educate physicians about this stuff as well. We'll take one more break, and uh, we're going to uh, talk about in our last segment, my good friend Enoch Choi from California. He presented at the Med 2.0 conference about physicians and social media. That is coming up right after this. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast live on Locked Out Radio. That's right, the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, familymedicinerocks.com. So in the past couple of weeks, there's been a lot of good conferences out there. Uh, I talked about the uh, um, ePatient Connections Conference, also the Med 2.0 Conference. There's conferences going on all over the place. I wish I could go to them. I wish I could present at them. But I got a real job, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just bitter. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to play this clip here from my good friend Enoch Choi. Uh, from uh, California and uh, primary care doc, family doc, and uh, he is the uh, one of the tech people out there on the West Coast uh, and uh, in uh, social media circles uh, in general when it comes to uh, uh, medicine. So he presented at the uh, Med 2.0 conference at Stanford a couple of weeks ago. This is just part of his presentation. This is the most important four minutes here um, of his presentation, and I'll talk about it afterwards. These relationships continue. The relationships that uh, develop and become more and more rich, the uh, more times you get a chance to touch that person uh, online and in person. And they end up in wonderful stories that they can share with others and tell other people about the work you're doing. And I wanted to share how physicians should not be afraid of participating online. Because we're people and we want to share as well. Why, the way to make it really safe to share online is to make this about public information. Don't make it about patient care. It's not individual patients that we can um, care for online. There are HIPAA-compliant, secure ways of doing so. We have a, a very popular web, pay, uh, web um, portal and uh, iPhone app that uh, out of our million patients that we cover, Palisade Medical Foundation covers on the peninsula, uh, a third of them participate with us in these private interactions providing actual care. What I'm talking about is maintaining a public presence on the Internet. The way you can do that on Facebook is by a Facebook page, which is by definition public. Recently, they've enabled a way for your private Facebook profiles that you usually just share with your family and friends, a way for people to subscribe to you. and. Um, Except for the more sophisticated physicians, I wouldn't suggest it, but 
now I've actually transitioned to be able to allow people to subscribe to public things that I share on my own individual profile. Um, but overall, uh, to make it simple, your, your private profile, it's good to keep uh, your private profile private and your public Facebook page a place that you can promote the public health and other uh, interests that you have. LinkedIn is a great way to interact with people um, on a more business uh, side and leads to uh, leads to be able to uh, provide consulting. Um, MedHealth is a place that I answer questions online where patients, I'll answer one question and because it's so detailed about the stage of illness and the kind of treatments that I'm providing, hundreds of comments will uh, show up and a, a rich uh, dialogue will ensue without my intervention. Again, this is not about providing healthcare online. You can do that privately and in and, uh, and technologies that allow that. Um, but what's important for providers to do, if you're part of a large group, I have a thousand partners, even if you're part of a small group, it's important that the, your involvement in social media as a provider fit your practice culture. Do it on your own time. Um, don't include any personal health information and anonymize everything. Change, if you want to tell stories, trying to change genders, change uh, dates, change uh, situations, try and change everything because um, you really don't want the patients to uh, think that you've disclosed their personal information. Watch your humor. It's sometimes uh, some of your partners may, may not appreciate the kind of humor you have. Ensure that you express your own personal opinion and, and no, don't make it a, um, somehow uh, having your, your group endorsing this work that you're doing online. And you want to remove, remove references to your organization when you do political activities online, soliciting donations. These kind of things are make it really clear that it's your private uh, information. Videos that I've provided online in terms of patient education uh, are, have been really popular. I treat a lot of cellulitis, and one of my uh, cellulitis patient education links has had had you know many tens of thousands of uh, views because there's just so so few physicians that are willing to get up there and just share what uh, what we think you should do when you have an infection like that. Um, Facebook more and more is, uh, is seemingly more popular as time goes on just because of the network effects of how so many people on that platform. So uh, I, I apologize for the audio there. Um, it was uh, the audio was and video was from a webcam at that uh, at that conference. So hopefully it came through a little bit. But there's some of the similar points that uh, you know, that I talk about in my presentation. Uh, um, I, I'm Still kind of going back and forth as far as storytelling, using social media. Um, I've said before, you know, not, not to talk about patients, you know, online um, unless you have their permission. Um, but it's just, you know, the, the, the richness of storytelling uh, in medicine, you know, goes back, you know, a lot of years. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> trying to find a way to do that uh, appropriately, if there is a way to do that appropriately, maybe not talking about specific patients, but my thoughts and reflections um, on that. So this is going to be an ongoing type of thing when it comes to physicians and social media. And I hope on the show here that as I see more of these conferences online or, or people, you know, recording them uh, from a video standpoint or an audio standpoint to, to bring them to you here on the show. So with just a few minutes left here, uh, can you believe that uh, the show is already over? But uh, <clears throat> I you to check out my uh, website at uh, familymedicinerocks.com and uh, and check out Twitter uh, for September 30 and October 1 uh, with the hashtag PCMH, 
and I'll be going to the uh, out to the Kansas City area uh, out this afternoon, and uh, I'm going to be attending their uh, PCMH uh, summit uh, slash conference, and they're going to be a tweet up tonight, so that'll be very interesting as well. So thank you all uh, for joining me. This is a a, a, a daytime show uh, today, a daytime recording. Uh, so thank you everybody who joined me live and also listening on the archive. So still, uh, you know, messing with the uh, time when I record the show. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, got very good response uh, last week, a lot of downloads uh, for last week's show. So uh, thank you so much uh, for that. So my name is Mike Savella, and uh, join me on Facebook and on Twitter. Go to my blog. Subscribe to my blog. Uh, just go to familymedicinerocks.com. That's all I have for you this evening. I'll see you this weekend on Twitter, hashtag PCMH, and we'll see you very soon. Bye, everybody.